Welcome to Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a radio ministry of the Institute for Creation Research. In this program, we want to encourage you in your Christian faith by showing how scientific evidence supports the Bible, particularly the Genesis account. The book of Genesis lays the foundation for all matters addressed in the rest of the Bible. The nature of God, His sovereignty in creation, man's purpose, sin, marriage, family, and why we need a Savior are all introduced and explained in Genesis. When we see that the first and most foundational book of the Bible can be trusted in all matters, including science, it builds confidence in the rest of the inspired Word all the way to Revelation. I'm Frank Sherwin, and today we'll be talking about the flood of fossils. We're all familiar with fossils. They're in national parks, museum displays, and in your textbooks. Were they formed over millions of years of evolution, or are they a record of God's judgment through a global flood? Join us on today's show of Science, Scripture, and Salvation to see how science and the Bible agree. 2 Peter chapter 3 says, For this they willingly are ignorant of, that by the word of God the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of the water and in the water, whereby the world that then was, being overflowed with water, perished. The Apostle Peter is telling us clearly that this world experienced a cataclysmic worldwide flood as described in the early chapters of Genesis. For example, in Genesis chapter 7, it states that the fountains of the great deep burst forth, providing much of the Genesis floodwaters. In the same chapter, we read about the floodgates of heaven opening to provide those 40 days and 40 nights of rain. All this cataclysmic activity resulted in the formation of trillions and trillions of fossils. Now, fossils are the remains of once living creatures that are entombed in sedimentary rock. But when did these creatures die, and what would become of them? Well, it follows that if the flood made the rocks and the fossils, then there were no geologic ages of millions of years, and these fossils formed in the not-too-distant past. We see these sedimentary rock layers were laid down rapidly, as we would expect if there was a worldwide flood, as described in Genesis. As a matter of fact, evolutionists are coming to the conclusion that this planet was covered with water due to the physical evidence that they see around them. For example, in 2009, evolutionist Mike Tice of Texas A&M said, and I quote, We are talking about a time when, if you were looking at the Earth from space, you would hardly see any landmass at all. He goes on to say, it would have almost been an ocean world, end quote. Evolutionist Tom Garrison of Southern California stated in his 2013 oceanography text, and I quote, However, some recent studies suggest that water may have covered Earth's entire surface for some 200 million years before the continents emerged, end quote. How interesting it is that secular scientists are now coming to this conclusion that the Earth at one time was covered with water. The worldwide mountain-covering deluge would have deposited most of the world's fossil-bearing rock. This is why creationists say, floods form fossils fast. Well, what about the demise of the dinosaurs? Two evolutionists said in 1993, and I quote, Some catastrophic event wiped out the dinosaurs. The evidence is elusive and controversial, 
Yet it all points to the dinosaur's involvement in one of the most disastrous mass extinctions in the Earth's history, end quote. Well, doesn't that sound like the flood as described in the book of Genesis? Three-quarters of the Earth's surface is covered by layers of these sedimentary rock units, the most common of which is called shale. For example, the Chattanooga Shale is widely recognized from Alabama to Canada on the East Coast, to Oregon on the West Coast, and into northern Mexico, and even offshore. What kind of flood would produce this kind of deposition? Certainly not a local flood. The flood that covered the Earth formed the large geologic structures that we can observe today. Take, for example, Grand Canyon in northern Arizona. We see this massive formation as having been formed by a lot of water over a short period of time. It's catastrophic deposition on a regional scale. In fact, in 2007, the Geological Society of America stated, In spite of over a century of work on the Grand Canyon, there are still fundamental questions about the age of the canyon and the processes that have formed it. Quote. Secular scientists have asked for decades what made Grand Canyon. In 2000, an evolutionary publication stated, How erosion carved out the big ditch is a mystery. Well, it's not a mystery at all if we read and believe the opening chapters of the book of Genesis. Sandstone is a major feature of the lower part of Grand Canyon. The same rock layer is found in Utah, Wyoming, Montana, Colorado, South Dakota, the Midwest, the Ozarks, and in northern New York State. Again, it hardly sounds like the effect of a local flood. So, if Genesis is true, this planet experienced a catastrophic worldwide flood just thousands of years ago. We're going to take a short break, and when we get back, we'll talk more about the catastrophic flood of Genesis and the fossils it formed. Dinosaurs are fascinating creatures. Seeing their fossils inspires a sense of awe and wonder that sparks the imagination. We're learning more about them all the time, but many questions still remain. Are dinosaurs really millions of years old? Did they live at the same time as humans? How do they fit with the Bible? And why are they extinct today? The Institute for Creation Research addresses these questions and more in their full-color and easy-to-read book, Guide to Dinosaurs. Guide to Dinosaurs delves into the history of dinosaurs, fossil discoveries, dinosaur kinds, and what the Bible has to say about these mysterious creatures. It serves as a helpful resource for parents and kids alike. Order your copy of Guide to Dinosaurs from the Institute for Creation Research by calling 800-628-7640 or visiting icr.org. That's 800-628-7640 or visiting icr.org. Welcome back. I'm Frank Sherwin, and let's continue our discussion on the flood of fossils. When it comes to the study of fossils, that's a science called paleontology. Two characteristic traits involving paleontology is, number one, that complex life appears abruptly in the fossil record, and number two is the absence of transitional forms, or if you will, missing links. Creationists maintain that the missing links are missing. Consider that creation scientists say because of the fossil record, creation. 
But evolutionists must say, in spite of the fossil record, evolution. Which is more scientific? Many of the examples of this evolutionary conundrum is the lack of evidence showing how fish became the first amphibians, such as frogs, to invade the land, allegedly millions of years ago. But in 2016, evolutionist Carl Zimmer said, and I quote, Scientists still puzzle over exactly how the transition from sea to land took place. End quote. Living fossils are defined as members of a living group of animals that are virtually identical to creatures found in the fossil record, allegedly millions of years old. For example, a batch of horseshoe crab fossils were discovered in July of 2015, but they show their increasing complexity, as are the modern living members. It looks like they've always been horseshoe crabs. The skate, a marine creature that according to evolution hasn't changed in supposedly 450 million years, is still 100% skate as God created them. A fish called the bowfin has always been a bowfin. Evolutionists call it a living fossil 60 million years old, but there's no change. It's still just a bowfin. A team from the Natural History Museum of Utah discovered fossils of a strange-looking turtle in southern Utah. It's two foot long, and it lived about, according to evolution, 76 million years ago. But it's still just like the kind of turtles that we find today. There's no real change. It's still just a turtle. In 2016, a new fossil tree shrew was reported that's exceedingly similar to the living pentail tree shrew of today. The fossil suggests this creature has gone nearly unchanged for over 34 million years, according to evolutionary dating. Evolutionists say it's one of our earliest ancestors, but there's no scientific reason to say that. There's no change. Tree shrews have always been tree shrews since the creation week just thousands of years ago. And what about the soft dinosaur tissue that has been discovered now increasingly for the last decade or so? Soft dinosaur tissue has maintained its intact nature, stretchability, and moist character that gives evidence that it is merely thousands of years old and certainly not 65 million years old. We have been finding now for the last decade soft dinosaur tissue, tissue that is stretchable, tissue that is not calcified and not fossilized. The theory of evolution says dinosaurs became extinct 65 million years ago, and yet the increasing numbers of discoveries of soft dinosaur tissue shows that dinosaurs became extinct during the Genesis flood about 4,700 years ago. We have been finding seafloor worms beneath hundreds of feet of sediments that are dated by evolutionists of being 551 million years old, but it's still flexible tissue. Again, the better explanation is that these layers of sediments were laid down during the Genesis flood. When we find insects very rarely in the fossil record, we find that they're still 100% insects. Fossil insects show no evolution and shows that they have always been insects. A dragonfly fossil, several of them, have been found with about a two-and-a-half-foot wingspan. There's no fossil evidence that dragonfly flight evolved. 
Fossilized and living dragonflies share the same structure, showing no signs of millions of years of evolution. To conclude, fossils are the preserved remains or traces of plants, animals, and other creatures from the Genesis Flood. The sedimentary rock layers of the so-called geologic column were laid down rapidly as described in Genesis chapters 6 through 9. Outside of God's Word, there's no better record of this worldwide catastrophic event just 4,700 years ago. Creationists maintain floods form fossils fast. Indeed, they have been rapidly buried and well-preserved, even to the extent of soft dinosaur tissue. Thank you for joining us on Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a radio ministry of the Institute for Creation Research. That's all the time we have for our program today, but we would love to connect with you through our website at icr.org. For over 45 years, ICR has equipped believers with evidence of the Bible's accuracy and authority by showing how science supports the Genesis creation account. Our scientists research the evidence for creation and communicate their findings through books, articles, DVD series, and conferences. Please visit our website at icr.org for more information about the latest scientific discoveries, to subscribe to our free magazine and devotional, and to locate our next creation conference at a venue near you. All of this and more at icr.org. If you've enjoyed this podcast, subscribe to Science, Scripture, and Salvation on iTunes. Also, do us a favor and rate and review the show so that more listeners can find us. Thanks for listening, and God bless.